0: Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a seven-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is January 29th, and this is episode 292. Hopefully, you guys are having a magnificent Monday today. We've got some very exciting things to cover today, as you guys saw in the title. Today is going to be a little bit different. We're going to be focusing m- more so on the macro. A couple of things that I think I've not beaten into uh, your heads as of yet. So with that being said, as always, starting off with the macro. What do we see? What do we got? What do we have going on? Well, we're going to start today by looking at some of the more technical um, indicators of the more macro and then going into my own perspective of, of course, what I think is going to happen did you change the time? Are you doing it earlier now? Yes. Simply, I am going to be doing more earlier streams. More so around this time, just for our European friends. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, that's a good its a good time for you guys. Alright, so, yes. Let's get into things. First things first. I want to obviously point out the Gaussian channel. We're going to be starting off with our 12-day and just looking at some of the previous, uh, what's happened in previous cycles in comparison to what's happening now. So, We've clearly busted above our 12 day Gaussian channel. That happened back here at 36,000, 37,000, and we've reached all the way into our extension of the 618 of around 44.45. From here, we've seen a soft rejection. Obviously, we've come back into around 38.5 retesting. We still have potentially more downside in the future of the next couple months. But a retest of the Gaussian channel at this point in time around 35000 would be more than likely the most bullish thing that we could do as far as a retest is concerned. The idea going back into 2016 when we absolutely smashed through, came back, just, just missed it by, <laughs> I won't even say it, a very small minuscule amount, dollars essentially, um, under 1%. And then obviously rallied all the way into $20,000 from a $468 Bitcoin. The idea here is that if the Gaussian channel is able to turn back up into the green over the next couple of weeks, even if we are still consolidating, let's say we get up into the 45K level one more time, we do see that midterm macro rejection as we're potentially expecting. Uh, and we do retest all the way back into 35, as long as that key level of What was resistance now support has continued to hold as support. Things are looking very, very good for the overall of Bitcoin. The second thing leading into that to also back up the theory of why and where and how we should continue is that our money flow has only been into the red three times in history as far as this 12 day time frame is concerned. We saw our first break into the red in 2015. We stayed in it until 2016. That was right around October. We broke back into it in September of 2019, broke out of it June 2020, and we've fallen back into it as far as October-November of 2022 is concerned, and now we're right on the cusp of turning it back into the green. Um, Obviously, good things happen when our money flow turns green for the first time in these higher-term timeframes. We can absolutely see a projected potential inverted head and shoulders forming out as we speak. Um... (laughs) (laughs) bullish divergences higher lows all the good stuff that we would want to see in order for this to overall obviously continue what we want to see over the next couple weeks is either more than likely a re-triple confirmation in the bannacle touch me zone of a green dot showing up in the 50 to 60 percentile zone of the market liberator um that higher low completely confirmed for sure and overall continuation and momentum still building to the upside Yeah, if we can do that and we don't see something like what we saw back in 2016, where we faked out, we tapped it, we turned back into the red, that would obviously be very bad for things going forward. I'm looking at 2019 as obviously a because of the Black Swan event, because of COVID, you know, none of this price action really should have happened, right? More than likely, we were looking for a higher low at around $6,900 to $7,000, For that retest of the midline of the Gaussian and before overall continuation to the upside. And because of COVID, because of all the fear and shit that was going on in the markets at the time, we obviously had a much larger uh, slap down as far as wicks in those inner day, inner week handles are concerned. In the current situation, we don't have the same type of scenario setting up where, you know, anything and everything is actually looking really good rather than really bad. At the time, the stock markets are setting up for overall macro continuation. Bitcoin overall is just coming out of a bear market. So the situations are different. More than likely not looking for the same type of massive retest correction. Um, And because of the amount of institutions and everything jumping into the boat, the likelihood of this even, you know, gets pushed out the door that much farther. So, Oh, the macros are looking really, really good. As far if you're a long-term trader, things are just starting to show signs that oh, we've we've popped through the Gaussian channel. The money flows just about back into the green. Ugh, everything's looking juicy. Absolutely fire continuation. As long as like 35 major level macro support is holding as support. You know we had Wix previously down into 30k. And that, you know, we have to be mindful. It could still happen. That would more than likely be the midline of the Gaussian channel by the time we actually hit it. But the overall of this thing is over and up from here on out, as we've been saying since about $20,000, you know, anything more than 30 would start to break structure, break pretty much everything we've built up on the chart so far into this time frame. So we don't want to see that. And the likelihood of it is very, very low at this point in time um the point i'm trying to make so yes money flow probably i would say a month behind uh, confirmation of actually turning green obviously our fibs have already been extending into the upside for a number of weeks now telling us that the op- you know the likelihood of possibly blasting through this zone and continuing is much higher than it normally would be everything in the in this timeframe is lining itself up nicely uh when we come over here to our total 3 because I think it's important to take an overall grasp of the market at the same time, not just Bitcoin. Um, when we're looking at the same time frame, we see that our money flow is still very much delayed deeper into the red. Um, but there's a reason I think that this is still uh, occurring. And that's basically because total Three's only been around since 2017 when we had the explosion of altcoins coming into the space where obviously Bitcoin goes back into 2010, 2011. We have data. Um, and I think what we need to do is move ourselves down into a more medium term, midterm macro time frame to get a better picture here. And what do we see when we move down into our four day? We see that we're actually breaking through the most critical key level of resistance flip support um, that we have as far as money flow is concerned on the total three. We see we're just busting through the zone of resistance that held us down all the way throughout 2019, going into 2020, rejected here in 2022 which really set the precipice of the converging wave or the bearish divergences that we were seeing on the all-time highs and everything reversed from there. So pushing through this zone, as far as total three is concerned, is very, like, it, it is everything as far as this, this chart is concerned. Um, if we're going to see overall macro bullish continuation, which I still believe is is the, the likelihood of the next couple of years, the, the money flow needs to start breaking through this zone confluently maybe even coming back for some sort of retest before things get really, really exciting. We're still in that accumulation uh, sideways phase, and you know, you should be taking advantage of that. It's boring right now, and that is a good thing. <laughs> that is a good thing, my friends, because by the time that everyone's trying to get in the pool, it's almost already too late. Right? You should have been in the pool before the masses came in with their, with their freaking floaties and their kids and like You know what I'm saying? Like you want to be there when it's chill, when things are good and things are still building, accumulating and consolidating. And then things start to absolutely rip. You're already set up in positions. You're not worried about, oh, the 10% dump we had yesterday just wrecked me. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yes. So as far as money flow on the four day is concerned, huge. It's juicing. It's pointing straight to the sky. It's getting more and more parabolic as we get a closer look here. We are stepping ourselves into that upside direction as far as money flow is concerned, We're probably three to seven days behind a retriple confirmation back to the upside to hopefully play out this continuation flag formation pattern um, potentially taking us all the way up into the 700 to 800 billion dollars uh, dollar level as far as the total three is concerned, back to key level major level resistance of the macro of the total three. Yes. So far, everything's looking absolutely good. We had obviously a scare the last couple weeks, retesting into major key level supports of 450 billion. Um, Everything so far is held. Everything so far is turning right back up in the midterm macro and the overall macro with huge hidden bullish divergences. We pointed that out on Friday. That essentially the underlying values of the charts are actually quite quite bullish. It's just you need to know where to look. We've got hidden bullish, normal bullish, and convergence all at the same time. All stacking up into a beautiful, beautiful continuation pattern type of format. Um, just quick before we continue, let me just check into the comments. BTC always chatting by soaking up all of this GBTC sale pressure. Absolutely, P.O. Uh <laughs> we were one of the first people to point that out. You know? It only made sense. Such high fees. They had a lot of money in there already from people who wanted a more traditional sense of getting into BTC. And now that the ETFs are approved and uh, you know trading, why would they keep their money in GPTC and pay 1.5% when they can pay 0.2% for the same for the same value proposition? It doesn't make any sense. Like unless Grayscale pulls back their fee structuring or changes it, revamps it, they're in they're gonna you know they're in trouble. Like it's not a good long term look. If everyone's like a tenth of the cost of what you're charging. So do you think that sudden steep rise of BTC in October was due to grayscale filling up on BTC behind the scenes for their ETF release? Um, Potentially, potentially, I think it was a lot of things all stacked into one, to be honest with you. um, There was obviously building sentiment in the background from retailers at the same time. Institutions were getting hyped up about the whole ETF thing. It was kind of a balancing act, in my opinion, of just kind of everything coming together perfectly to create this price action that we saw back in October, November, November, baby. You guys recall, we were very bullish back in October, November and December. And rightfully so, you know, the three most important months for the overall continuation of the rest of the year are going to be those three months. If you do really well in October, you do really well in November. You're guaranteed to do really well in December. We came short of my 50k target by a couple of weeks, and obviously we only stepped into the, about the 49k and soft rejected. Well, medium soft rejected, right? And because again, we know that a lot of that sell pressure was coming in from GPTC. We all, you know, it only makes sense that that money is going to go out of the system and come right back in. It's not leaving the system entirely. You know, they're not just selling their GPTC and they're done. They're not buying Bitcoin anymore. You know, they're they're. They're essentially trading hands. It's a way of like shell gaming the retailers. You know, oh, it's going down. ha uh-huh. and two weeks later, oh, oh, it's right back up like Tesla when he, you know, Elon Musk smoked pot on Joe Rogan. What happened the next day? It dumped. Everyone's like, oh, man, the Shaw, uh, Elon Musk smoking the weed, the reefer. We can't hold this asset. And it's right back to, you know, actually higher <laughs> trading and volume in, in a matter of a week. I think we're in a very similar situation where that money came out of the system. It's going to come right back in. It's just going to go into a different ETF or a different means of getting back into the system that where they're not paying that high of fees. Yes. Taking a look. All right. Well, bring us back to the, <laughs> what we were talking about here. Total three, as far as my chart analysis is concerned, I see almost exact personality traits of this overall over and sideways channel uh, as to what we saw back in 2018 to 2020. It's a very, very similar formation. Everything so far has been holding true for continuation uh, to at least retest back up into the top of our downwards-facing channel. And we know that the overall macro channel support bottom is right at our feet. You know, essentially breaking this is the same thing as breaking like the 10-year, what What is it called now? like the bitcoin regression channel the rainbow channel we did see that break uh 2 years ago and it has not since moved itself back into that um you know breaking through this floor would be the worst possible thing for all coins and i just i just don't see it the amount of bullish divergence stacked up the amount of support that we've built at this level the amount of time that we've spent even just consolidating is actually about the same point in time. If we measure out from the all-time high to the lowest low, time frame-wise, it's about 266 bars. When we bring that over from either the first high or even our diverging high, we can see that we've just crossed both of those threshold lines where you know the, the sideways accumulation, even if we're going to the point of which the, the bull market broke, From that point, you know, we're a matter of a month or two away from like, that's it. There's no there's no time left in what was consolidation into now the new cycle. Oh, it looks fantastic, my friends. I think that's the biggest thing you need to nail into the bottom into the back of your heads. The support is holding. We're grinding along this level. We're creating inverted head and shoulders. Bullish divergence is out the ding dong. And we're coming up to that midline of the overall last couple of years of, you know, of this channel. It looks fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. We may have a little bit of trouble up in the 550 uh, to 569 billion dollar level as far as total three is concerned. We may see some sort of soft rejection off that point again to hopefully retest into 520 to 500. If we can keep holding that as key level support as far as the midterm macros are concerned, I see no issue with that it would actually give me more confluence for continuation to the upside. Even if we're just looking at potentially the same type of percentage as we saw in the first two rallies of 2017 to 2019, and then again uh, from 2020 into 2021, you know, it's about 1600%. So being very reasonable and, and conservative in these values Just going off of the, you know, the over, like, not even to the tippy-tippy top, um, we could be looking at around 1,600% gains from the bottom. Oh, that would put us at about a $5.5 trillion market cap just in the altcoins alone. Um, If it's going to do the same thing, it's done already twice. You know, third time's the charm, my boys. I don't know. It's not absolutely guaranteed. This is, of course, not financial advice, but it's just looking at historic values, what we've done already to what we could do now. We're riding the same bottom support of the overall upside channel. You know, why would this break now, especially with all this bullishness, bullish diverging shenanigans going into these lows? So poop coin 130X. <laughs> Ollie the cello. You know, uh, potentially, potentially. They all do look very strong at this point in time. Um, I'm not saying it's an absolute guarantee. Nothing's guaranteed in this market. But the fact that we're, you know, we're starting to see more of a flag formation here, we're starting to turn these midterm macros back up. All this sell pressure that was trying to turn down is more than likely going to get shoved right back into the upside uh, over the next couple of weeks. So very exciting things to still be had as far as the total three is concerned. Yes, my friends, Um, let's take a quick look at traditionals as well, and then we'll end things off as far as the podcast portion of today is concerned. Nasdaq. Looking at the same similarities of the 12-day Gaussian channel of what we've seen when we've previously turned it red and then flipped back into the green um, in comparison to Bitcoin as we looked at first, you know, we've got very similar style continuation stuff going on here. We broke through, we retested, we broke it into the green, and we overall continued for the next, you know, (laughs) six years, essentially uh before you saw any type of real i mean there was pullback in here one year later there was pullback here f- six years later but like the overallness of this thing has only been increasingly becoming more parabolic as we've built it up and over you know we're not back on this trend line of 2010 twenty twelve that would only be like a six thousand seven thousand point nasdaq at this point and we're trading at seventeen five. So, you know, obviously we've moved on to a new trend path, becoming more and more parabolic. We've broken a new all-time high at this point in time. The money flow of the 12-day is starting to peak itself back into the upside direction. The stock market just increasingly is looking more and more like the next 10 years are going to be overall over and up still from this point in time. And, you know, this may be caused by the U.S. dollar going into hyperinflation. You know, it's not essentially a good thing to watch the stock market absolutely blast into oblivion. You know, if you guys know anything about economics and markets and any of that shenanigans. Oh, yeah, baby. The only guarantee is TC is going to the moon. Hell yeah, Ollie. I love to hear it. Yeah. But to give a better perspective here, you know, things they are looking pretty freaking good, my friends. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The S&P looks very strong for overall over and up continuation. The NASDAQ even stronger. The fact that we have broken, retested, flipped the Gaussian channel, money flow is starting to look peaky again. You know, we start to look at a monthly, we can see that structure hasn't even restructured into the upside format yet. And volume has been slowly dropping off uh, on the last couple months. So if that starts to pick back up again, momentum starts to pick back up. This re-triple confirmation that we just had in the Banunkle Touch Me Zone has definitely not played out yet. It's a monthly time frame. It's going to take three months for it to even start to peek through what could be seen as extreme bullishness on this time frame you know we could be trading closer to 18 19 000 points on the nasdaq before this thing really starts to absolutely pick up um and of course there's no guarantees in this it's not financial advice it's just what i'm seeing personally from what i've seen in the past um in my seven years spent in the market space so things are looking bloody good bloody good dixie u.s tenure Continuing to hit resistance in their midterms and their short terms. The midterm macros still kind of working themselves out. Not really giving us a full on rejection sign as of yet. But we're coming into that zone as we know 104. More than likely to see soft or hard rejection in the next probably week or two. um, Unless this is going to actually gain a little bit more strength and continue into the next month or two. Um, For now I'm still looking at rejection. Weekly is still yeah overall sideways down. Continuation to the downside, more than likely. All right, my friends. Um, As always, these episodes are brought to you in part by tripleconfirmation.com, your number one source for decentralized, automated trading bot action. Head over there and check it out absolutely for free today. Again, that's tripleconfirmation.com. I want to show you guys something just real quick that we've been working on over here. This is pretty cool. Um, Potentially a new strategy for alts going forward. Just uh, to wet your beaks of what we're looking at here. We're on normal candles. We're not on Heiken Ashi or anything like that. So the data is not skewed in that sense. So far, strategy on AVAX, only going back into 2020, some about 4,000%, 45% profitability, meaning that about 50% of the trades are profitable, but with a 1.9 profit factor, meaning that every profitable trade is about two times uh, more profitable than the losing trades. So good things, cool things to happen. Just some things I'm experimenting with. Very exciting stuff to be add with that my friends um of course we'll be continuing over here on youtube if you guys are listening live on the internet i appreciate you i hope that you have a great rest of your day and that you got something good out of this episode and we'll see you back here on wednesday take care Bye bye